Welcome to the VO School podcast, dedicated to the art, craft, and business of voiceover. Each week builds upon the last to give you a comprehensive understanding of a career in VO. My name's Jamie Moffat. I'm a full-time voice talent and audio engineer, and I'll be joined by some of the industry's top professionals on both sides of the microphone to drill down and dig up the truth. Hello, welcome to episode seven of the VO School podcast. Thank you for joining us. We're really motoring now, episode seven. Um, And today we are talking about networking. And I wanted to get to this early on in the process because it's something you can and should be doing really from day one. There's no time to waste, really, when it comes to networking. Um, Admittedly, you don't necessarily want to throw yourself out into the world and scream from the rooftops that you're a voice actor if you're not ready. Having said that, you can start making connections now and following people and getting to know the industry and the players. Um, So this episode is devoted entirely to that. And we have three really great guests on this week. And they all live in L.A., But networking is a big part of what they do in LA and why they went to LA. And they have uh, some networking groups that they partake in and have set up themselves. So they're really the perfect people to talk to about this. So before we get to the interview, a very short bit of housekeeping. Please connect with us on Facebook, on our group. And that can be found at facebook.com slash groups slash VO School podcast. It's a really great place to talk about the subjects we talk about in the episode, and you can ask any other questions, feel free to. No question is too silly. Okay, maybe some questions are silly, Um, but that's fine. You'll just embarrass yourself. Anyway, um, (laughs) we also have a Twitter page, and that can be found at VOSchoolPro. And please continue to like and retweet and share and write reviews on iTunes and do all those things because that is really, really helping get the word out and get us bumped up the rankings. I think that's how it works. I don't know. But it's really good for the podcast and it'll enable us to keep going and cover everything eventually, however long that's going to take, probably a long time. So anyway, let's get straight to the bios and then the interview after this short break. Style. Power. The home of the NFL. The all-new iPhone. Reserve your Disney World season pass now. Through all the runny noses, three in the morning coughs, an all-new American crime story tonight on FX. Hi, it's J. Michael Collins, and these are just a few examples of the first-class demos my team and I are producing. If you'd like to have something similar, visit jmcvoiceover.com and click on the Demo Production tab to find out more. Brad Venable has been a full-time voice actor for the past nine years. Brad founded the voiceover education organization Superhero University and is co-founder of VO Weekly Workout. Brad has voiced for Britta, Sonic Drive-Ins, Harley-Davidson, World of Warcraft Legion, Hearthstone, Dragon Ball Super and Hunter x Hunter. Jay Preston is a full-time LA-based voice actor. He is the founder of the VoiceOver Collective and co-founder of the Gardner Collective Workout Group and VO Weekly Workout. 
His clients include Realtor.com, McDonald's, Microsoft, Bud Light, Macaroni Grill, and many more. Tim Friedlander is a full-time LA-based voice actor and owner of Soundbox LA Recording Studio. He is the founder of the Gardner Street Workout Groups and co-founder of the Gardner Collective Workout Group and VO Weekly Workout. Tim has engineered for clients such as Backstage Magazine, Red Bull, Valvoline and more. He is the voice of Motor Trend On Demand, Toymakers on the Velocity Network and Evil Genius on the History Channel. Here's our interview with Brad Venable, Jay Preston and Tim Friedlander. Okay, so this week we are talking networking with Tim Friedlander, Brad Venable, and Jay Preston. So, hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Hey, Hi there. hey, hey. So, does everyone want to do a quick intro to themselves, and then we can get on with the questions? How about that? Sure. Um, I'll give it a start. My name's Tim Friedlander. I'm based here in Los Angeles. Voice actor and uh, studio owner, musician, etc., Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Renaissance man. Uh, I'm Brad Venable. I'm a full-time voice actor and uh, just started my foray into directing, not just guest directing, but I cast and directed a, a, you know, a voiceover thing, which is about all I can talk about, unfortunately. Oh, great. But, yeah. Moved to, moved to Glendale, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Wow. <laughs> I'm from Oklahoma, and it's like, oh, I just visited Oklahoma, so now all of a sudden I'm talking about Oklahoma again. <laughs> I, I live in Glendale, uh, 16 months now from Dallas, and originally from Oklahoma, where there wasn't much of voiceover-related anything. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here now, and everything's pretty awesome, and I like being here. Great. And I'm uh, Jay Preston, originally from New England area, Boston, and flew out here oh, a little over 10 years ago. And five years ago, I started getting into voiceover because film is nothing like theater used to be. And VO is a lot more like theater. So I found my home again. And it's been going well, about almost four years now, full time. Great. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on. So my first, yeah, my first question here is how we define networking as it relates to the voice actor. So what does networking do for them exactly? There's a lot of different things it can do, but I think one of the main things it does is get you out of your booth and get you out of that solo world that you kind of spend hours in. And then you can, because as far as I'm concerned, actors have like a, a bag full of tricks they can pull from. And if you don't get out there and interact with new people and and make new friends, you kind of your your bag of tricks kind of dwindles down. You got to refill it. So for mm-hmm. me, that's one of the main purposes of networking is just to refill that bag of tricks and then along the way you might make a connection that could make you some money or or just a great friend or so that's my take on it. That's great. Yeah. And it definitely gets you there's no, you know there's nothing like actually being in front of somebody in person. As many times as you may talk with somebody, you know, over the over Skype or over Badalgo or whatever it is that you're you're working on, there's nothing like meeting somebody in person and getting mm-hmm. them getting a chance to see somebody in the flesh and actually shake their hand and have a conversation with them um, that sticks. You know, you stick in their mind and they stick in your mind, and that's the type of stuff that you really, you I think is really important is to make those connections and keep those connections 
And, you know, I've met some of some of my the, my best friends that I've met in the last few years have been through voiceover networking. Jay, that's right. how Jay and I met at a at a workout group one night uh, about two and a half years ago. Um, yeah, and that's how I met Brad, too. Uh, exactly. Networking in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah, it's part of the, the World Voices Convention, the second one of those. We uh-huh. uh, we were hanging out there for a while, and it was like, of course, I had to see Jay's hat because <laughs> Jay has hats <laughs> like, he is like the Mad Hatter without the mad part. <laughs> and <laughs> so it was really great. We just sat down and chatted for a little bit. It was like, hey, it's really great to meet you in 3D and share a little bit of air. Yeah. Yeah. Even though the air there was a little stagnant at times, but it wasn't any one of our faults. So. <laughs> it's still better than L.A. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is true. Yeah. So, Brad, what does uh, networking mean to you as a voice actor? As a voice actor, I wouldn't have a career if it wasn't for networking, mm. honestly. I mean, talent is talent. Uh, one of my, my dearest friend coaches that I've ever taken, Maurice Tobias, mm. she said at, at a certain level that the talent is assumed. That if you walk into a room, you belong there, all that stuff. It's how you got to that room to begin with. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. She's like, those things are assumed. You have to bring something unique to the table no matter what. And I I just, you know, I'm, you know, some people get all over me for the aw shucks stuff that happens with me because, you know, I'm just a, I literally am a farm boy who grew up in the middle of the sticks in Oklahoma and uh, decided this was something I wanted to do. And, you know, honestly, if it weren't for networking, I would have never gotten a voiceover period right. because I used to do crazy cartoon, bad impersonations of, of characters and people at, at frat parties to get free beer. Seriously. That's <laughs> kind of how I got into the VO. Yeah. That's a good origin story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have my career in voiceover if it wasn't for, if it weren't for networking. Literally would not have a career. I was eight hours away, less than eight hours away from quitting voiceover after having been doing voiceover for about 12 or 13 years and failing at it for that entire time. And I had tickets to go to Voice 2014, and I was lying in bed thinking about going, and I almost rolled over and went back to sleep. And instead, I got on my motorcycle, drove to Anaheim, and ended up hanging out in the hotel for two days. And the core of the people that I know in the LA community from voiceover, I met at that convention and I met people that I didn't even know existed at that convention and inspired me to, to get back into voiceover and actually try it as a legitimate career as opposed to, as opposed to a hobby. And I, right. wouldn't, I wouldn't be here without that. So what is it about the networking then that sustained you and you brought you back into the industry? Is it the camaraderie? Is it the connections? Is it, you know, what is it exactly? Then? I mean, for me, it was, it was seeing other people who were failing exactly the same way that I was failing and realizing that I wasn't right. alone. And I think part of that is just realizing that we're not, we're not alone in what we do. And it's so easy to get stuck in your booth, in your head all this time, thinking about all these things that you're failing at that everybody else is succeeding at. Mm-hmm. And it becomes right. very, you know, it's, it's so easy to get down and think that you're doing terrible when in actuality you're on par with what is happening in the in the industry. And it's hard, you know, if you have nobody to see, you have no way to compare yourself to how everybody else is doing. And you just, for me, yeah. at least, I assume that I'm that everybody's doing better than I am. Yeah, it's easy to see that when everyone's status updates is booked another gig today, uh, blah, 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 but you don't you don't right. see the days where they're like, had a terrible day today, you know. Exactly. Um, yeah. It, yeah. You just see the highlights. Yeah. yeah, that's a very true statement. 
And I, I don't even, like, I think family and stuff doesn't really understand a lot of, especially family that's not in the industry, mm-hmm. will never understand all the hardships and all what networking involves. And, you know, people think I'm just, oh, just hanging out again or having a good time with a bunch of people. Uh-huh. But it's actually, like, part of the job that we have yeah. to go through in order to post that good thing. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like, how many hundreds of dollars did you have to spend in order to hang out with that person at this particular gathering so that you could put a status update that looks like everything in the world is going perfect in your life? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Carefully worded. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. About the fifth edit on that one. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of people who are starting out in the industry don't just don't realize how long it takes to get to that point where you're booking regularly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, it's a very long process. It's very. It yeah. And many of them aren't aren't patient enough to go through the process either. They'll right. they mm-hmm. just want to take, take the jump start. And that ends up always hurting people in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's that's kind of a an old story in this industry, which is funny because that's yeah. only happened for the last what ten years or so. That you know, it's like, hey, I joined the voiceover industry today. I bought a USB microphone and I have my MacBook and I'm going to use Audacity and I'm a professional <laughs> because whatever you know, because it sounded like it was a really great idea and it is. It's the best job on earth for Pete's sake. Of course, everyone yeah. that loves their job thinks that. Yeah, but man, it's. It's just they need to understand there is a long process of cultivating relationships and and, you know, cultivating job opportunities and all that stuff. And I'm, you know, in the same same kind of boat as Tim. I went to voice 2008 when I still lived in Oklahoma and flew to L.A. And it was the first trip. And it was just like eyes as big as saucers. And it's like <laughs> meeting people, you know, heroes of mine like Bob Bergen, voice of Porky Pig and. All the organizers of everything met Pat Fraley and all these people are like friends of mine now. They're like they're not yeah. just mentors, they're friends. And that's that's a long process. I mean, that's yeah. almost eleven years. Yeah, or yeah, almost ten years rather. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So now I want to go into the networking thing specifically, and I'm going to subdivide this into online networking and offline networking or in-person networking. And I want to start with online networking. So in terms of how someone entering the industry approaches that, how does it work? Who do they approach? How do you go about reaching out to people? I mean, that, that is, that's the million dollar question yeah, right there. Is. I mean, that, you know, that was part of, part of my frustration back, you know, when I was, when I, before I started meeting anybody is that you pick up the voiceover resource guide or you go and Google voiceover and you've got a million opportunities, a million resources, who they all look the same. How, wh- where do you start? Who do mm-hmm. you, you know, who do you actually talk mm-hmm. to? Um, and, you know, in that sense, I think at least for, for me, Facebook has been a huge part of that. And as much as it sucks up the, my time, <laughs> it's also an amazing yeah. resource for that in, in, in a way that can be, that can be, um, you, you can culti- cultivate friendships in a way on there that you can't with people you don't, you know, you don't normally see in person. I, I, there's tons of people that I know on Facebook that I'll run into a convention and we're like, Oh yeah, you're so-and-so I'm like, Oh yeah, you're Tim Friedlander. And they say, Oh yeah. So how, you know, Oh yeah, I saw you were on this trip last week and, and you've already got something yeah. in common to yeah. talk about, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah it's, that's I'm right there with you. I, I know that there was back in the early days of one of the pay to plays, they had a sponsored, uh, web forum like there are two there were at one point two major web forums for voiceover one was the voiceover savvy forums put on my 
Waste One Two Three at the time, and then the VOBB, mm-hmm. and both of those mm-hmm. places were, before, to me, prior to Facebook becoming kind of the end all be all hub for online networking, such as it is. Those were the places that I got to know those folks, and then whenever everything started kind of nudging and migrating a little bit to Facebook. And everyone started coming out of the woodwork and really like, oh, I do voiceover, too. Well, that's great. You know, well, now we all have like a really centralized tons of users, millions of users per day place. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been pretty much it. It's like, you know, once you start friending everybody in the world in the industry, I'm not saying that that's necessarily the best way to do it. I mean, I did for, you know, when when there wasn't, you know, 50,000 people that that do voiceover on Facebook that are in groups and stuff. I mean, a couple of hundred people at that time, you know, about, you know, about 10 years ago or so for me. And then it just kind of exploded. And that's those groups, I think, the groups within like voiceover pros and some of the other some of the other prominent places and uh, the World Voices Organizations group and all that. Those were places that I'm going to get a chance to meet, quote unquote, air quotes, meet people and that's that's gives you at least some semblance of a foundation when you finally meet them in 3D at a conference or at a get together of some kind. Then all of a sudden, but the online thing was like the foundational thing. Yeah, it works in opposite right. ways. To it's yeah, like yin yeah. and yang both ways. It's really cool. Yeah, and my way was kind of a little opposite because I don't when I don't when I don't don't know anybody and I don't know who's giving me advice. I don't know if that's good advice or not. So I kind of steered i was in those little the uh the the some of the voice groups on facebook in the beginning but i didn't know whose advice was good or who was even giving me advice or you know um and then i started just taking classes all throughout la and i decided to do a class in almost every place that i possibly could and every class i met some people that were really talented and i was like they are going to make it i want to be their friend and but i'm really bad at names and I hate business cards. So the only way that I knew how to keep in contact with anybody was to create the create my own Facebook group of only people I've met and admire. Right. And that started with 5, 10, 15, and then a year went by and there was 50 of us. And then all of a sudden it became like a voiceover networking group that mm-hmm. it just it grew and grew. And now there's almost 500 members, but it's all people I know or people that in the group who close friends, like if Brad tells me, you know, there here are some people who are perfect for the group. You know, I'll bring them into the group, then I'll meet them at the next get together. <laughs> I did that two Run. days Only ago. Do it that way. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, can't wait to yeah. meet. Yeah, they're great people too. Mm-hmm. But that's my take on it was to only network with the people that I knew and that right. I trusted, and that were my kind of people. Um, and that's kind of how the VO Collective began, and and how everything keeps evolving from there. Yeah. So that is networking with voiceover peers. Is it possible then to extend that out to casting directors, agents, buyers, people like that? Well, that's what I did with the group is I brought in casting directors, agents and all that into the group that I have also worked with and or met who mm-hmm. who would w- want to put their time aside for that kind of thing. So now I have a couple of my agents on there, some casting directors in there. And it's great because we get the feedback from people you wouldn't normally get the feedback from. So we right. have people, you know, a triple a list talent all the way down to just beginner with extreme potential and then we have casting directors and everything and then opportunities will arise and then sometimes our clients will be like could you we're in a bind we need uh, to cast this and then we'll just use the collective to cast so it casts itself sometimes mm-hmm. right and, and and that extends and, I, and jake can speak this this more than than any of us but that extends to linkedin to 
Twitter to Vimeo to YouTube yeah. to whatever other social platforms are out there. And I think, I mean, I think Jay's booked on almost every other platform um, out there other than Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's the networking and where you try to book stuff too. You're networking with your clients and that's a whole, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother can mm-hmm. of worms. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I do want to get to that actually about with the social media side, um, how you balance yourself and your personal side and your professional side. That's a difficult balance to maintain. It, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for myself, I have a strictly business Facebook profile that I use that mm-hmm. is just a voiceover and music recently. Um, so <laughs> it's been, it's been a little skewed music lately than it has yeah. been voiceover. Um, but you know, I, I don't, I don't discuss anything personal on there. I have a personal Facebook profile that I use that I've actually pretty much abandoned because most of my, my personal and professional life have become so melded into one that I use right. my, you know, my, my voiceover profile on Facebook entirely. And yep, to the yep. point where I've abandoned my, my old friends on <laughs> my other, <laughs> other one. Um, they did to you now. <laughs> and, and all your new friends call you Tim Freeland. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They all think my last name is VO. Brad, uh, what about you? Oh, for me, I, I'm pretty much in the same boat as Tim. I have a, I have a professional page and it's so funny because you know, what you see is what you get for good or for ill with me. And mm. so it ends up as, is that I, 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 I kind of go in the opposite direction, though, is that I will share something that I think is interesting to people who are fans of voiceover, who actually are what, you know, I, to even think that I have fans is kind of weird to me. <laughs> I mean, I, I do enough stuff that, you know, there is a fandom for people in the industry in certain genres. And one of those is, yeah. is anime dubbing. And I've, I've got a little bit of a following with that. But I only post yeah. on that page for stuff like video game postmortems and stuff that's interesting to me vinyl record collecting and it's mm-hmm. so funny how the how almost my personal page has become like more of my my mental dump area and okay. and everything on my professional page is all my real interests it's so odd <laughs> how I, I do that sometimes but you know it's real easy to switch over from one interface to the other in facebook and do it that way uh, as for my like my, my twitter page my, i basically just i'm a curator mostly and then every once in a while i'll share something that's that's interesting i wrote a blog this past week and it's mm-hmm. It's weird because it's it's just one of those things that just kind of bam it happened on a whim because somebody asked me for for some advice and and so it's just kind of I shared it in a couple of groups and it just went off and I, I didn't even, I haven't even shared that on my professional page I was just sharing that in groups and so it's just weird how you know everyone is like striving for the organic when it comes to online and social networking and stuff and it's just like when they truly are organic it's very apparent when they are. But uh, I I love sharing stuff. I just I do because I'm I'm a big nerd and I love I'm a nerd in a lot of ways. I mean, people are geeking out for everything on Earth nowadays. And now it's just like, well, you pretty much know that you're going to be hearing about music or, you know, video game and board game design, you know, ludology. If you really want to get to the, you know, the the Latin of the word, that's (laughs) all that shows up on my on my my business page. Everything else is just like. 
Brad's mental dump. Here's everything. <laughs> so, well, I think we're at a place now on social media where you can combine your personal and professional in a way that that makes sense. Because even if you have professional relationships, people are fully aware that everyone is an interesting, you know, nuanced person, and they bring mm-hmm. a lot of different things to the table. So, what I want to look at now is your social media clout for want of a better word, that's being more and more looked at from a buyer's perspective or from like studios and things like that. Do you yeah. pay attention to those kind of things? Jay. Jay. <laughs> it, depends on, it depends on who you are and what you mean by the clout and what department, because there's Twitter followers who I think if you are in, you know doing uh, dubbing or video games and your main character and something you start gaining all these followers and then more video game companies will look at you mm-hmm. as if okay if i bring him into the game i sell x many mm-hmm. you know systems through having this voice actor that voice actor right. and some people look at you that way or if you go on imdb there's um you know animated people will be like well what what, what has he done has he been in a show and you know can he uphold it what's his I'm to be level at or whatever Star they call meter. it. Star meter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so there's a lot of different versions of it. And then there's, uh, you know, I built this network, but only the people in the voiceover community kind of know of me and what I what I do based on my network and my social media, like postings or whatever. So it's a lot of different worlds. Like I don't have that many followers on Twitter as compared to somebody like, you know, Yuri Lowenthal or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm. You know, I think Brad might have more than both of me and Tim combined. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> but you've done more video games and more animation. That's true. I think a lot of my followers ended up being by association more than it was anything because I have mm. a lot of friends. And, it, and there's a sordid side to that, too, where in the anime world, especially, there are tons of fans and there are some rabid fans and there are some right. rabid fans that do things that aren't really very nice. Yeah. And that's, they will go, if they, if they try to, they'll try to impersonate some of these, these poor ladies that are so really wonderfully and talented on, you know, on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. And they'll friend people who are friends of theirs in order to like impersonate or get close to them or something. It's just weird wow. sometimes. Yeah. that That's, yeah, that's an odd thing, but yeah, the number of followers is probably only by association with me. <laughs> Have you had anyone, you know, question that, you know, uh, from like buyers, people you've worked with, they they ask that of you? I think it happened one time, yeah. once, right. and that was when I was still in Dallas and there was kind of a general, uh, I guess, a grand experiment, if you will, of, you know, trying to bring in, oh, so-and-so has 28,000 viewers on, or has 28,000 followers and 50,000 subscribers on YouTube, and why don't we bring them in, and that means we're guaranteed to have them as an audience, and I don't right. think it quite worked the way they expected it. I'm not saying it was a failure by any stretch, because that would be that would be wrong to even think it's a failure, per se. It's, a, mm. it's just another way of trying to, you know, bolster that viewer bottom line or whatever but um it's funny i, I took a a, a a little meet the pros thing like you know speaking of the in-person networking just um i want to say eight or nine weeks ago and one of the uh one of the lucasfilm folks and um she said someone invariably brought up that question and she said who has time for that 
Right. And it's like, who has time to check every person that sends you an audition? And sometimes you get three and four hundred auditions for the same role. Who's going to do that? What? Who would torture their interns that way? Right. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I think that there's a place for it. Not saying that I agree that it is. I think it exists, but I'm not seeing it myself. Yeah, I yeah. haven't seen it. I, I, there, there seemed to be like a, a trend of auditions coming out that was saying they wanted you know, 40,000 or more Twitter followers, but I haven't seen anything like that in, in the most of this year. It mm. seemed like it, it seemed like it was really popular for a few months or maybe a year or so, but then it's at least in the, in the stuff that I've been seeing mm-hmm. this year, I haven't seen that requested. I didn't right. even see that 40,000 thing at all. So yeah, yeah. So maybe that's just in the last little bit. It's been, it's yeah, it's only, it's only been a couple. Cool. Um, and I also haven't been trying to force it. You like I, you know, yeah. it'd be nice to have a lot of followers and mm-hmm. then have that ability. But it, you know, when the time comes, you know, yeah, then I think that'll happen for me. When, because uh, if I had that many and I was in demand at the moment in the way that my life is going, I wouldn't be able to do half the traveling. I so I think it all comes in ter- time. And, and if you're trying to rush something, yeah, it's probably the wrong path. Right. You know, don't run your path; just walk it. Yeah. yeah. So I want to bring it back now to. Uh, voice actors first sort of tentative steps into the sort of online networking thing and social media is such a big part of that so where should they focus their efforts do you think man that is you know it's 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 kind of that is a tough question it's it, it to me i feel like the online and the offline world kind of go hand in hand and that that you need to find out who is in your area locally and mm-hmm allow that to kind of branch out as well you know the online stuff is is great but it's also you know it's very easy and i think i think we've all seen this to have new people pop up in a group and all of a sudden start asking them you know a million questions which questions aren't bad by any means mm-hmm. but a million mm-hmm. questions that have already been answered in this group and they can do a you know if you do a search a lot of times people say hey just you know go search this this for this forum for the question and they'll pop up and they'll they'll be really active for a couple or three weeks and then they disappear. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. I think it's being aware twofold that it's that, that, that this, this it's a long term thing. You're not going to get in. I'm not going to say never, but the chances of you getting in and being hugely, hugely successful within the first six months or a year are very slim. And yeah. you got to look yeah. at the long term. You got to look at I, I always say it's playing the long game is that I'm mm-hmm. looking down the road three, four five years from where I am now. And hope and looking that far ahead to try and establish what I want to do as opposed to saying, okay, well, you know, if I don't make something in the next six months, then I'm just going to give this up. Mm-hmm. You're not going to make it in. And again, I'd say, you know, never say never, but the right. chances of you making it in six months to a point where you can support yourself and have an established career in voiceover is very slim. Right. Oh, I agree. hundred percent. I'm not sure that answered the question, but I guess <laughs> the place to start <laughs> is, you know, find, find other people who are doing what you do and see what they're involved in and right. branch out from there. And you'll meet somebody in a different group that says, Hey, you know, you should come check out this group over here. You go to that group and you may find a group that you really connect with and people that you really find mm-hmm. that you really have something in common with. And, you know, just because it's a Facebook group that says, you know, has whatever in its name doesn't mean it's the right group for you. Same thing with coaches or with anybody that you work with, because somebody says it's great. doesn't mean it's the right one for you. Yeah. 
I don't know how to yeah. follow that. That's that's really good information. <laughs> Thanks for the advice, Tim. I, I, yeah. I'll totally use that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're all taking notes. <laughs> so while we're on the subject, why don't we finish off the online section by talking about your VO weekly workout? Yeah, sure. Um, that's kind of an extension of, I guess we'll back up a little bit to what Jay and I have been doing and then what Brad mm-hmm. came and joined us about, you know, when he came to LA a year ago. Um, yeah. That Jay and I, I, I started a workout group in LA specifically because I didn't know anything. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to coach with. I didn't know where the casting directors were. And instead of trying to go through the you know, the voiceover resource guide and start working with everybody, I just started. I have a studio at my place in in LA, and I started inviting people over once a week just to get on the mic and do voiceover. And we started talking, and we started doing our a weekly workout that's been going on for three years. Jay and I kind of partnered up two years ago to to start doing more of a guest director night and bringing in coaches that we like to work with, and we would post about that on the on the the VO Collective and on my um, Gardner Street page on Facebook, and we got lots of requests for man, you know, it's really cool. I wish I was in LA for this opportunity. I wish I was in mm-hmm. God. It's you know, I wish I wasn't in Ohio for this opportunity. I'd love to go work with that person. So yeah. for the last year or so, we we've been contemplating how to take what we do in LA and make it virtual so that we could give people around the world an opportunity to work with these coaches and these casting directors and these agents that we get access to in Los Angeles or you get access to in New York because that's where a lot of them are based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it, it's been, it had been in the thought process for a while. And then with some of the dramatic changes that happened in the last couple of months in the industry, we decided that it was a good time for us to, jump on this and provide an opportunity for people who um who were not going to be happy with some of the opportunity some of the options that were currently out there right yeah and the other part is when we all started at least the you know three of us Mm -hmm. we had no money right zero money so Mm -hmm. in order to do any of the really nice 300 hundred dollar workshops you know 400 300 250 workshops Mm -hmm. you'd have to save up and then that would be a big chunk of waiting table money to do that workshop and you and you kind of need to do these kind of workshops consistently to, to really start making a connection with somebody. Yeah. So that's it's hard to do when they're that expensive. So mm. through a group that's private, you can kind of offer them in a cheaper discount. You know, you, you work at a, not a discount, but a, a cheaper rate because you yeah. start making friends with the directors and the producers. And it's like, how do we offer that to the world, a cheaper way to get some feedback from somebody who they normally would cost three some 300 something mm-hmm. for? Yeah. And so that's where this came in. So it's only $10 every time you want to do it. And that's great. Anyone can throw out $10 and then you get feedback with from the um, from those people. But also you get to listen to other people, what their yes. home stuff sounds right. like and how their delivery is. And that's the that's the most valuable part is getting to hear all of your peers up to 100 of them. You know, and what does that sound like? And how did they do that? And what what feedback did what feedback did I want? Who got that? And what did they mm-hmm. do? And then you right. get to do all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of what's overlooked in that kind of workshop. Yeah. They're just looking at me, me, me. What did my feedback look at? Yeah. And to piggyback on that, I mean, it. some of the, the great weekend workout workout, workshop, seminar, whatever you want to call it today, they're the best thing that I ever got out of some of them was getting direction to other people mm-hmm. that I could sit back with an objective eye and go, okay, I like that choice. I didn't like that choice. Oh, but the director mm-hmm. did. Oh, so there's this whole, this whole yes. idea of trying to 
you know, figure out what your audience of one really likes mm-hmm. and cater your performance to that. And then utilizing the the things that the guys have already talked about today. I and mean, then, you know, hearing all of those things that you can do in the comfort of your own home, as opposed to, oh, oh my gosh, I got to be on my best behavior and look good and all this right. other stuff in person. No, you can sit there in your pajamas and, mm-hmm. you know, just write notes to yourself or, yeah, that the thing that I think that our, our workouts greatly benefit is, is that you get all of the benefits of one of those weekend workouts with a $10 paywall and you get, you get not only your own feedback, but the feedback to up to a hundred of your colleagues. And like they said, getting to hear what their sound sounds like. And if there was an actual note about that, it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't particularly think that sounded very good or, or I loved the way that sounded. But then hearing that, Yes, that making that connection that that particular director doesn't really care so much about audio quality, more mm-hmm. as they care about the acting quality on the actual audition or the other way right. around. I mean, yeah. it's it's crazy what you can learn in just span of a week. And it's crazy what you can learn when you're paying attention to other people in the booth, other people exactly. who are doing, you know, who are who are doing what you're doing. I mean, the best I, I, I come from education. And so I'm I'm a big advocate of of really paying attention to what else is happening when you're not the one who's the center of attention right in right. in the booth or the one who's the one getting the direction and then this is one of the thing um jay whenever we start our workouts jay has a little little introduction that he does which goes something like this what is it jay oh i forget the introduction <laughs> i do <laughs> <laughs> it's about you know when you're here once once somebody's in the booth turn your script over turn your phone off unless you're taking notes on it and pay attention to what's happening in the booth Oh, yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what I say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Almost word much. for word. Yeah. And so the same thing goes for the online workouts, you know, like take the time to go listen to everybody else, whether it's, you know, whether it's our workout or another online workout or anything that you're involved in. Take the time to hear what other people are doing. Yeah, it sounds like uh, almost an internship or something like that, where you're sort of sitting at the back of the room witnessing it. And then but you also get your opportunity to do it yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, That's a great resource. So uh, everyone should jump on that, I think. Um, Before we get to in-person networking, I I think there's a sort of middle or third networking type that we could explore here. And I'm interested in whether or not any of you have actually done it. And that's cold calling. Um, I haven't. (laughs) I'll put that out there (laughs) straight away. Um, (laughs) Has anyone else... Does anyone else employ that? I, I have. I go in in fits and spurts on that one. I'll do it. You know, I've tried. It's one of those things that, that I think you have to be aware of when you're doing it and how you're doing it. So I think there was, I think it was last year, there was a big discussion on Facebook about using a particular database to start calling people. Right. And I called the first person on the list because that's where you you start, and he 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 chewed me out on the phone. He's like he's like, why are you calling? You're the 25th voiceover person to call me today. Why is everybody on yeah. voiceover uh-huh. calling me? So you know, if don't jump on this when everybody else is jumping on it, yep. um, you have to be strategic about it. And the same mm-hmm. thing with you know some of the changes that happened with the online casting and some of the <laughs> things that happened the last couple of months. The day that things yeah. changed, all of a sudden everybody was was reaching out and started to call agents, started calling clients and all and clients were like, whoa, whoa, back off. Like, you know, this is, this is not the right time to be doing it. So yep. I guess the, I guess my advice is do it strategically 
and don't be afraid to do it. I've never, except for that one time, and that literally was my very first cold call that I ever made. <laughs> um, but except last. for that one time, I have never, never had a single person upset or even annoyed that I had called. Right. Um, I don't. I've never tried it. Yeah. Yeah. I I know enough having worked inside sales before. Right. I know I never want to do that again, to be perfectly honest. (laughs) And it's not for any other reason than I have to go in, you know, in in those situations. And I'm I'm sure that that a lot of people that do this, they don't go through the, I guess, for lack of a better way of saying it, online stalking method of learning people, learning about the people they're about to call, at least to a degree where they can have a touchstone with that person. So I know Mm -hmm. it was like all about volume when I worked in inside sales. And to me, that just turned me off from the idea. I mean, no matter how good my personality is, as soon as you start calling and start with the probing questions and all that other stuff, and then all of a sudden turn on the sales part, it was, it was just, (laughs) and it it was so crushing at times. Now, I mean, it's one thing to have like that warm lead to use the buzzword, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to have somebody you know, to go to an event and then follow up with them, you know, to me, it's not cold at that point. So, yeah, it's a right. completely different thing. But to me, that's the only time I would ever do it, because otherwise this is a small industry. No matter how many hundreds of thousands of people say they're in it or or actually are in it. I mean, there's some people that I've just, you know, taken classes in the last few weeks here that said, yeah, this is a very, very tiny, tiny uh, industry and the last yes. thing you want to do is to annoy someone to the point of they have lunch with somebody and it's like oh yeah you're you know you've been hearing a call from this such and such person yeah i'll never talk to them again right i don't <laughs> i don't want that to happen at all right yeah. i'm just horrified when anyone calls me frankly right. <laughs> yeah it, well you know i i think i i'm not a, i'm not a huge it's just personally from my from my choice i'm not a huge fan of that but i think it's important that when you do those things is that you don't impro- approach it from from any kind of sense of desperation of like, okay, well, I have to get this person to like me. You, mm, you, can, right. you have to call. You have to know that you have a product or a service that you can provide to somebody and that you mm-hmm. can help them out. Mm-hmm. You're calling somebody to offer them something to help them. Yeah. And if you if you can approach it from that way, you're more, you know, I think you're more likely to get a positive response as opposed to, you know, hey, I'd really like to work with you guys. And I, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to break into the industry and I would really love it if you could help me out. And, you know, I'll do something for free, even if you want me to do it for free. Oh, boy. You know, if you yeah. come across as desperate. No. Yeah. It's not, you know, but that goes for anything, anything you do. I think, you know, if you approach anybody out of desperation, you can tell people can tell. Mm-hmm. And I think it puts you in, you know, a, a, a position of of not having the power over your career the way that you want to. Yeah, absolutely. So now I want to transfer that to in-person networking. So yeah. what kind of in-person networking events are there for voiceover people? Uh, I mean, that's... There's a lot of them. <laughs> There's a lot of I them. Mean, it's just yeah. long from, and distinguished. Yeah. From just <laughs> yep. simply going to a workshop or uh, a class, that's one form of it. And then they have all these uh, seminars now and all these... Uh, conventions and mm-hmm. who I tell you there's so many ways to get out there and some of them come to your town or some of them will um, you can even ask the college you went to to create one and that'll happen that way mm-hmm. and then all these groups have their own get-togethers we do one every month there's mm-hmm. another one that does one every two months 
So there's just endless opportunities and you can create your own. A lot of yes. people are so, they so want to get in a group to go do a thing. And I'm like, just create your own. And then once you're yeah. the leader of that group and it grows, you can, we can join up and we can all meet, you know, at that point down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, there's no, there's nobody saying you can't start your own group unless you, you know, you're the only person in your town doing what you do. <laughs> um, but, you know, th- but then that's where the virtual stuff comes into play. I mean, there's no right. reason that you have to be isolated in this industry, regardless of where you are. You may not get the face, the FaceTime that you get if you're in, in a larger town where there's a bigger community, but there's no reason why you can't create your own community, which yeah. is what, you know, Jay and I did here in LA purely out of the fact that I did it because I just didn't know anybody else. I was just, I did it out of stupidity, I guess, <laughs> you know, <laughs> ignorance of what else was out there. I didn't know the industry. And instead of trying to figure out how to, how to get into it. I just brought a bunch of people together that none of us knew the industry. And how does, how does networking with your peers benefit your career other than camaraderie? Mm. You, the tricky thing is to not expect it to or want it to help your career. Yeah. Right. Like just hang, yeah. hanging out and talking about what you've been up to. Never, never think, uh, I hope he asks me to be, a, hope he pitches me to whoever he's Like if you think that way, then they, mm-hmm. they're not really your friends or peers and you're just trying to use yeah. people. But yeah. it can uh, happen. The more that you're, you know, whoever's on the top of my mind, let's say there's 500 people mm-hmm. in this group I have, whoever's the most active, just by being nice and just by being active in themselves, they're always on the top of my mind. And when a casting opportunity comes around where I can suggest somebody to something or if a client needs something right away, I think of the people on the top of my mind, not the ones right. I brought in three months ago who aren't active. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I forget that they're even around because they're not mm-hmm. continually active and I don't see them at the get togethers. So just the, you know, being around the people that you want to work with, you just get to work with them more. Yeah, right. exactly. I mean, we, we work in isolation booths. So if we, <laughs> if we don't want to be isolated, we should leave those booths. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and so really whenever I moved here just, you know, a little over a year ago, it was like, holy crap, I have all the the opportunities a person could ever want to network in this industry. I mean, it is going to be the place I'm going to work and, and live. So of course I'm going to do that. And, and I think that was one of the hallmarks of, I think of my success being here has I, you know, I, I kind of brag about it a little bit. It's like, I've gone to a class or an event or a networking get together or something every single week since I've been here. Mm-hmm. Now, right. is that overkill? Probably, <laughs> probably. Yeah. But, you know, it's just like Jay was saying, I put up a a casting call for, uh, you know, a client that I've been working with off and on for three or four years. And they've got a big project and they want multiple voices for this and all this other stuff. And I was like, collective first thought. I I reached out to about half a dozen people right off the top of my head that I thought could do, had the variety to do, you know, the versatility rather to do multiple characters. And then I, I reached out to the group in mass. And, and that's how it ended up working. I mean, I, I guarantee you, I, I was a little more scrutinizing to the people that I didn't know very well or hadn't even met. Cause some of them, these are all people that know Jay, not necessarily that know me. Right. <laughs> so that it's definitely to, to wait, you know, to, to dovetail on what he said was it, it's, there are some people that are your top of mind and right. they're not trying to, it's again, it's that reeking of desperation kind of thing that you were yeah. talking about, Tim, was, 
you know, you can smell it through the phone. It's, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's, that's the, you know, to good, I'm, I'm not trying to, to bad mouth cold calling again, but that was, you know, it's just, it's whenever you don't approach it the right way, it's the same thing in all networking. If you're approaching right. it for, yeah. this is going to get me work as opposed to, sure, I'm going to go to so-and-so's birthday party because I haven't seen them in three months. Right. Right. You know, and the time is flying when you're head down and you're working and stuff, which yeah. is wonderful. But then it's also like, oh, man, it's a drag. It's like tonight I'm going to, you know, come in and do the guest workout today with uh, with J.J. Jurgens here at, at Tim's place. And it's wonderful because I'm going to see people I haven't seen in three or four months. Yeah. And the last time I saw J.J., she and I were at the same agency. The last time I saw her was with a partner read. So it's right. like I'd love to get a chance to read for because, you know, in her other life, she does this thing. And so anyway, I'm rattling. Yeah. But that, the, the <laughs> idea is, is that there is... In your in your place, if you don't have a if you don't have a group, like the guys have been saying, do it. You know, yeah. just get outside of your booth and quit being isolated. I think a lot of people who are going to be listening to this are going to be filled with horror at walking into a room that they of people <laughs> that they don't know and having to network. You know, so so why don't we talk about exactly what that process is like, the right mindset to be in, and yeah. what you can expect from that. I, I just talked to somebody. I, I had this conversation with somebody a couple of days ago and about networking. And she's like, God, I hate like, you know, going in some place and having to like suck up to people. And I'm like, no, yeah. no, that's not at all what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're going someplace to make friends. Yep. And if you go yeah. someplace and see people who are doing what you're doing and make friends with them, then, then all of a sudden you're friends with somebody and you have something in common. And then, oh yeah, by the way, I happen to do voiceover also because we're at a voiceover thing. Right. And all of a sudden you have, you have a way to connect with them. That is not superficial on, mm-hmm. and that is that is something that that is going to have deeper connections. Right. And and also keep in mind when you do these networking things, if you're <laughs> it's most of them are actors networking. So that's right. where it gets right. kind of annoying when you when you, if you go in at it thinking you're going to meet a casting director or an agent. You, you probably won't meet them. Mm-hmm. It's right. all just actors networking. And and so don't go thinking that you know who's I got to meet the right person I got to meet the who, the right person's in here somewhere and I, and then if you're one of those people from the middle of the country who are just overly nice you're going to be stuck talking <laughs> to one person for the whole networking event. Sorry. No, no, it's totally. It's just I've, I've I've come to learn that the middle of the country is just so nice and they just talk and they just. You know, the East Coast, East Coasters, stop. I, I come into networking events and I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Talk, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go talk to these guys now and I'll just cut you right off and I'll go talk to somebody else, you know, because I only have two hours to try to meet as many people as I can, you know, and, and it's just, just be yourself and be friendly. You don't have to try. And that's, as soon as you start trying, you start hating it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because we were talking about, you know, like my my thing is I'm a big nerd about everything and, and we all tend to geek out about things that we're passionate about. Well, one thing about VO that you can hold, you know, you can hang your hat on here is that we're all geeks about VO. I mean, right. if we if we if we're not talking shop about something, it's going to be it's going to be talking about you know gear or it's going to be talking about, you know, whose class are you taking or all this other right. stuff. And everyone just shares it's right. not like it's not like that that typical, I guess, stereotypical. Let's see what we see in movies and on TV about how everyone in the world and acting hates each other, which is not true at all, especially in voiceover. Especially, no, no, yeah. Yeah. especially in voiceover. In voiceover. <laughs> Jeez, everyone is nice. I mean, there's like maybe two or three people that I wouldn't want to talk to. Yeah. And that's about it. And it's genuinely nice. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's genuinely nice. It's exactly it's, you know, years later where you're waiting for for it to change and it hasn't changed. No. 
And the yeah. people are like, you know, coming into this and they, they come and hang out for a couple classes or they go to a couple meetups and they're like, okay, well, everybody's really nice. When, when do they, when do they all start becoming jerks? I'm like, no, <laughs> it doesn't. It's, I, and I don't, I'm, I think we're talking about this a lot. It's like, I have no idea why we're all so nice. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I don't either. Really? I guess <laughs> it's just that it's true that everyone is really just, we all love it so much. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that's yeah. if that pay it forward thing is as cliche as that sounds, that that's what it is. But, well, you know, the rising tide lifting all boats. I mean, honestly, why why voiceover as opposed to any other creative endeavor? God knows the art world isn't like that. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. No. And it's just there's just so much work that you can do, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of being jerks, I'm going to uh, be one myself because I came oh, up with a thing this afternoon <laughs> and I thought, Okay, I'm going to put these guys on the spot and see what see oh, how they uh... look out. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a scenario here, and I want to I want to see how you guys would uh, would play it. So let's imagine that you're at a barbecue, and a friend beckons you over, and they introduce you to a network executive at NBC. How do you play that, Tim? <laughs> um, I mean that's that's a great question. It's I guess talk about the food. I don't know. It's, um, <laughs> you know, I guess it, it's because you don't have a time to think about it. You've got to, you've got to just sort no. of spontaneously yeah, I, yeah. say, "Hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you." And talk about anything except for voiceover, anything that ha- doesn't have anything to do with NBC or with the network or you know anything like that. Or you know, if you do, if you have a connection with like, oh, say, you know, oh, it's great, you're at that network. I have so and so. I know, I know this person's over there. That's great. You have some kind of connection with them. Or you know, if you're um, you know, if you're really awkward, you just kind of shake their hands and walk away. <laughs> that doesn't get you anything. Um, you know, I guess it's it's just it's it's just forgetting that they're that they're somebody, an executive at NBC, and just talking to them is like they're a person. Yeah, and chatting with them about what they do, whether that's NBC or not, and talking to them about, hey, you know, oh, so you know, how, how do you know the birthday person here? How do you know? How do you know the barbecue exactly. person? What do, what are you doing here? Oh, that's really cool. You know, I like to, you know, ride motorcycles too. Oh, that's awesome. Talk about that. And then at some point, if, if you talk with somebody long enough, they're going to ask you what you do. Right. And you say, oh, well, you know, I'm do voiceover and I do this and you tell a little about what you do and they're going to say, oh, well, that's, that's great. And if if things work out well, then they say, oh, well, that's, you know, it's great here. You know, here's my card, shoot me your demo in the morning and we'll chat and you go, Hey, great. You know, great talking to you about Harley's and uh, yeah, I'll shoot you an email tomorrow. Great. Great. I'm so sorry I dropped that on you without any warning, but I wanted to see what your reaction was going to be. So, Brad, what, what's what's yours? Uh, Tim took my answer. Okay, <laughs> Seriously, yeah. though? I figured it would be a similar. <laughs> no, it, it's going to be very, very close to that. I mean, I think... Yeah. First thing I would do if it was well, first off, if it's an if it's a network exec at NBC, then obviously we're not in LA. We're more likely in New York because right. that seems to be where. <laughs> although I've met some really awesome NBC folks here, and so I, I've already got an idea of you know it's like okay the the question I need to ask myself and if I'm going to be the cold calculating douchey person is <laughs> why are they here. But right. I'm genuinely interested in people in general. Right. I just I am from the South. I do care, and I could talk to somebody for three hours given the chance. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> Outed me. <laughs> but but to be fair, I I would say well, so you know, if it's so and so's party, how do you know so and so? You know, do you guys work together much? Awesome. Well, you know, 
I, you know, I'm sorry. I was just over there talking to so-and-so about, you know, about a, a record I just bought and, you know, give them something to throw them a line, you know, something right. to, to talk about that isn't about, about voiceover or work in general. I've, I want to know why they're there because obviously they know somebody well enough to be at a social function with the pa- the possibility that other VO people than the person they know is going to be there. Yeah. So that's brave on their part already, Yeah, to be perfectly honest. But I, yeah, it's going to be very similar to the way Tim was talking about. That scenario is almost, almost verbatim, pretty much the way I would. Maybe not in the same order or something, but, you know, just I'm not... I'm not desperate and I don't feel that. And I think that there's a, Mm. that as a person matures in their career, they, they learn that. I mean, there's, they're hearing anyone that's listening to the podcast is going to hear that coming from all three of our mouths, which is wonderful because that means that there's something right. You know, it's like, there's no one way to success or there's no, there's no way to, to screw everything up. But the things that overlap in, in lives, in the careers of people that are working and are successful, those tend to be the truisms of the industry. Yes. Yeah. So I, yeah, I I would do it the same way, pretty much. Just get to know them on a personal level. Know that so and so is not just a you know producer director at you know for promo at NBC, but they also do this. They also know whatever. Right. And it gives you a neat touchstone, and 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 all of a all of a sudden you become piqued in interest of the thing that they're interested in, not just because oh that's a person that I could learn more about this stuff and then get to know them because we have a commonality. More like I'm truly interested in the fact that so and so is talking about. Cryptocurrency and other right. stuff, you know, it's like yeah. you don't know what comes up at the barbecue other than the ribs and the brisket, you know. Well, <laughs> yeah, and Jay, presumably similar thing. Kinda, yeah. But I'm more of a riffer off of whatever people say. I don't have right. things to say, so what if they said something, I'd just improv something off of that. I don't know because <laughs> I'm not, and I'm not much for like hanging around and keep talking because I can very much sense when somebody's done talking with you. Yeah. And right. I always go for more wine. That's a yes. skill. <laughs> I, I was waiting for the wine to show up. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's an industry that's built on relationships anyway, isn't it? Because, you know, you know, Absolutely. when you're in the studio, mm-hmm. whether you're in a meeting, people want to work with people they like being around. So I was really hoping that this was the answer that was going to come back. And I was confident that it was because I think a lot of people go into networking events. I've been to so many where people are just within one second they're firing a business card in your face and they're saying i do this i do that i do this it's also important to to note that you know short and sweet like leave an impression and then Mm. the part of the part of the leave an impression that people forget is the leave part yes (laughs) you know do if you get a good laugh it's like when you're on stage you know if you get a good laugh find an exit and then that was a good impression and you've left it with them you know, mm-hmm. if they if they want a business card, they're gonna come find you at the party and be like, "Wow, that guy was fun!" And now I'd, I'm not having fun anymore. I'm gonna go find that guy. You know, and yeah, that's what you yeah, kind of right. want them to. They want you want them to ask for the business card. Don't give it to them, yeah. and don't continually wait for an opportunity to mention you're a voice actor because they know that. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, I think we've covered most of my questions. So, does anyone have anything else they want to say before we wrap up here? Um, I, I I just would just go back to this this idea of you know with the cold call cold calling and networking is just you know even even if you're brand new at this or you're you know you're really far in your career desperation comes through and it's so hard for any of us to go out there sometimes especially when you're having a bad day or you haven't been booking for a little while or you you feel like all your friends are doing great on Facebook or whatever it might be right you know to go out there and be desperate and even if you're just starting. You know, have a have a sense of professionality to you. 
may not be where you want to be, but look at, I mean, you, you may not be at this moment where you want to be, but look at where you want to be in five years or know somebody mm-hmm. who, who is doing what you want to do and figure out a way to be that professional person now, regardless of your experience, be professional, be nice. Um, don't be a jerk. Right. And people, people like to work yeah. with people that they like. Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny, like, uh, not to get really philosophical here, but, you know, Napoleon Hill, you know, wrote all the, you know, think and be rich and all the, you know, the how to succeed in, in life without really trying, but really trying yeah. kind of thing. He, he always said that, you know, have set a date on the stuff that you want to do. Like, you know, like Tim was saying, five years down the road in five years, I want to be here. Well, that's that's a dream with a deadline that makes it a goal. That's what he always said. A goal is a dream with a deadline. And that's something I've been, you know, I've held on to for a long, long time. And having that, you know, seeing the big picture and, and, you know, working backwards, in fact, that's another thing that that I've I've learned is a really great thing. So you want to be in an animated series that has toys for Nickelodeon or for Dream or whatever. Just pick a company. And it's like, okay, how do you get on that show? Okay, this person submits to these people. And so you need to you need to be able to have. An audition that doesn't suck, that gets in front of this person that's going to submit it to these people. Okay, well, how do you get to that person? And work backwards, 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 incrementally to the point where, okay, I literally know every single step that I need to take in order to be ready when that opportunity comes. Yes. Right. All of a sudden, bam, you're there. And be yeah. prepared to be ready when that opportunity yep. shows up. Get people, people have to know you to want to work with you. And if yes. they don't know you, they're not going to hire you. Network. Make groups in your own town. Mm-hmm. Go to the, you know, the online workouts at our voweeklyworkout.com and sign up for that. Get heard by people so that you're not just sitting in your booth by yourself all the time. Yeah, because chances are people in this world, they're going to get to know your name before they know your face or even know anything about you. And let your performances in those workout opportunities and and all let those things come out. Right. You know, don't fake it. (laughs) That's great. Jay, any last words? No, these guys covered everything. Wine, good wine, wine. wine. Also, yes. have fun in life. Yes, and I, you yes. know, networking. As, as far as all that networking, auditioning, doing your job, that's great. But also, don't forget to go on an adventure and have fun and live life and go do fun things that have no job relation, so that you can then, when you get to a networking event, have something to talk about that you've been doing that isn't work. Right. I, I swear, experience, I, huh? I make no. I, I make way more better impressions when I can talk about where I've been recently than when I've been talking about what video game I've been playing. You know, that was a different part of my life. I just still play them, but I I adventure way more now and it's way more fun to have that to talk about rather than work and this and that. And then they get to really see the real you and that conversational yep. thing everyone's looking for. They'll be yep. like, he's a really good conversationalist. <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful. All right, so that's a great way to end it. So before we finish, uh, how do people get in contact with you guys if they want to find out more uh the best thing we're, we're all connected through the vo weekly workout.com yeah there's a link right. to everything there. right there yep and they can contact all of us yep. and your social um facebook email just you know just start googling our names tim friedlander <laughs> Brad venable jay preston yep um we're all over the place um and you can find us and you know we're at least for myself i won't speak to anybody else here but i'm always happy to answer questions if people People email me and send me stuff. I'm totally fine with that. I love to answer questions. I love to teach. Yep. I love to share what I've learned over the years. Yeah, and one of the cool things about the voweeklyworkout.com thing is there's a little talk to us now button, and that hits up all mm-hmm. three of us. So you can yep. literally 
immediately contact us and hopefully one of us will respond right away. And then you scroll to the bottom of that and there's a link to all three of our websites and in the websites links to all of our social media. So you can find us nice and easy. Great. The one-stop shop. What can we say? For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, Tim, Brad, Jay, thanks so much for coming on. Really great chat. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. Okay, big thanks to Brad, Jay, and Tim for coming on there, bringing their extensive knowledge and experience to the podcast, so thank you for that. There's a lot to take away from that, so I'm not going to summarise it all here, but basically there's no excuse to not launch into networking right now, whether you're on the edges of the country, the middle of the country, or a different country, so go forth and network. I reached out on social media the other day and I asked what subjects you would like to hear about in the upcoming episodes. I've got a big long list and a syllabus that I'm working my way through, but I wanted to get some direct feedback from you to find out what's most pressing for you. And one thing that came back and seems like a sensible thing is that we should delve into the more business side, be that tax, liability and that rather boring stuff. So (laughs) I'm going to do my best to bring on a couple of guests who will add a bit of levity to that subject. (laughs) And uh, hopefully you won't fall asleep. Maybe you could use it if you've got insomnia, um, that episode, but uh, I think it should be a good one. Um, I've got a couple of people in mind. So I will give you more information about that as and when that is firmed up. But until then, I will see you next time. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you to this week's guests, Tim Friedlander, Brad Venable, and Jay Preston. Thanks also to J. Michael Collins and Backstage Magazine. Join us next week for another class 